Thanks, guys. All right, all right. So here's the deal. This is you take over weekend, so I have a few things to specify. One, Hunter just always talks, no matter who it is. And I love that he just did that to Dan because it proves that he's going to do it to me this entire message, and he's not scared that all you adults are in here. So with that added, I gave Hunter Christensen a mic because I know how much he likes to interrupt me. And I also gave it to him because I'm giving you guys full permission, which is a lot, to interrupt me, to raise your hand. The reason, normally, it's mad chaos in the youth room. Literally, everyone's just interrupting me at all, any given point, and I love it. Honestly, it, it, creates, it creates such a conversation and a community and fun, and what it does, I want to kind of bring here. However, because of live stream, I need to make sure you're mic'd up. So that's why my boy is going to run around the room, raise your hand if you want to interrupt me, and he's going to hit you up. Cool? You guys got that? All right, all right, so that's one. I'm like, the next one is that, okay, so I'm a little nervous. Not too bad, not too bad, but um, I, every time I go to study for this message, I'm not gonna lie, I ball my eyeballs out. Like every time I'm like preparing for this because this isn't me just coming to you guys and like, hey, here's some content for you guys or something, like some detail that I've been going through. This is like real in my heart, guys. Like I am going through this like hard. And so with that being said, I, I was at Lost Coffee in public, literally, like I'm not, no shame, no shame, no shame to be crying. And so I'm sitting there just bawling in Lost Coffee and I'm like, God, I dare someone to come talk to me right now. Like, let's do this. Like, you wanna have this conversation, like pick someone in this room, see me crying, come up and talk. No one did, but it, it would have been awesome if they did. So um, all that being said, I might ball this entire message. I tr will try not to because I feel like I won't be able to communicate well with you guys. But if I'm crying, we all know how much Pastor DJ cries when he gets up here. I'm like, I'm like a next level, guys. I'm like, a le like anyone that knows me like, knows like, I, I am like the most emotional human being in the world. So I don't hide it. I'm a four Enneagram if you guys want to know. So there we go. Um, all right. So to get into this, I'm like, on a clock, I'm like, I am so scared to have a clock, guys. That is terrifying, especially knowing Hunter's here. Like, this could go, all, Hunter can talk for 28 minutes. Like, are you kidding me? Okay, so to start this off, I need God here, guys. Like, and I know it says we're two or more gathered, like he's going to be here in my, in my name, he will be here. And so I just need to pray, because I know that this message will be really lame if it's just Peter Gertis talking. So, dear Lord, oh my God, you are so amazing. You are the best Truly, your love is without fail and so much bigger than any of us know. And God, please don't let me cry the entire time. And Lord, I just pray that you're here. You're everything. I'm Moses. I'm a stuttering guy. I can't talk clearly. And I just pray that every word out of my mouth, Lord, that you, you intercept if it's not from you and that you deliver it to the hearts perfectly from you. Nothing offensive, Lord. Nothing to stir anything in the wrong way. No guilt, shame, or heaviness cast on anyone to hear any words, Lord. I pray that you're in this room. And all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! This is going to be rough, guys. All right, all right. Let's go. All right. So, um, man, I don't know how many of you guys follow me on, like, Facebook or social media or know me personally. So I'm going to go ahead and go into like what's been going on in my life. Um, 2020 was, I like to see it as a year that never happened, so it was pretty crazy. But at the end of 20, oh my gosh, guys, I'm too emotional. At the end of 2020, the most life-changing thing happened to my family. 
Oh my gosh, DJ, come on, just slap me in the face, man. Woo! No, <laughs> that's my boy. That's my boy. He knows what's up. All right. So guys, in December 2020, which was a few months ago, we found out that Isabel Gertis, my two-year-old daughter, is deaf. Wow, yeah, she's deaf. So that was... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's my goal. My 2021 goal is to be able to sign a message. And I'm learning a lot, and it's hard to sign. I'm trying my hardest, though. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could sign this whole thing. Um, but, guys, it was... It was, it was earth-shattering. It was like, sh the shaking was unbelievable. Um, and to deal with everything, literally like leading up, I was like, oh, 2020, like, can it get anywhere? Is COVID? Like, like, honestly, it was, youth was so hard having to do it over Zoom, not be able to connect. You guys know how emotional I am now in five seconds of me talking. And so not to be able to like connect with Johnny and Livy and Hunter and all these people that I love so much was so hard for me. And then at the end of the year for God just to be like, here you go, Pete. <laughs> um, and honestly, if I could take it back and change, change it like that, if God was like, Peter, you went through these last few months and we can erase it all and we can go back and your daughter can hear, I'd be like, God, no way. No way I'm changing this because this is the best thing that's ever happened to me and my family. And my relationship with God has not even come close in 31 years of my life to being where it is today. And it's because of Jesus Christ. And so I just need to lay that out there. So, so you guys know, this isn't a big pity party for Peter. I'm not crying because I'm like, my life's sad. I'm crying because God is so good. And I don't even know how to contain it in my body because he's just blowing my heart away. And so that's what's going into this message. This message is, and I know Dan taught on this for Easter. I was like, Dan, dude, you just taught on hope. And Easter, how am I supposed to talk about hope right now? He's like, just go for it. They, they can, no one can overhear the message of hope. And so let's go for this. So this is a message of hope, guys, from a guy, that, from a guy that's needed it so much, so incredibly much. And, and truthfully, I've never had so much hope, ever, in comparison to how I have it now. So to start us off, we got 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4. Please interrupt me, Hunter, whenever you want. Okay, except for during messages, during words, like during God's word. You know, I'm reading the Bible, so don't interrupt me during that because you're interrupting God. So just know that I hold, I'll put a little bit of shame on, no, I'm totally joking. All right, let's go. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. And you remember that part, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Okay, so living hope, guys. This, isn't any, this is not to be messed around with. This is, this is crazy. I think so often we talk about hope and like, we're like, I hope you have a good birthday. Like, I hope your year's good. I hope you're doing good. I hope this, I hope that, I hope this. And it's all this idea of this expectation or even just throwing around so flippantly of more of a wish for the future with nothing really to hold ground for it. Kind of just like we throw the word hope around and this Living hope is not that hope, guys. And I'm going to go into that. 
And so, um, I've been, I've been preparing for this. I talked to, honestly, I gave a message of hope a few weeks ago to the youth, um, and I just feel like God was just putting more and more and more into my heart and more that I wanted to talk about it. And so that's why I wanted to do it today. My big thing, and this, I'm going to throw this up on, I want this up on the screens the whole rest of the time, and I'll go into this after I say it. We don't look, we, we don't look to the future to find hope we look back at Jesus to find hope for the future. We do not look to the future to find hope. We look back at Jesus and what he did and his past to give us a living hope that will carry on for the rest of your life. Do it again. <laughs> Guys, this isn't a circumstantial hope. This isn't a... Um, a, a hope that's deferred. It says, hope that's deferred makes the heart sick. Guys, I have it this morning. I was literally into tears preparing for this message that I already thought I had prepared two days ago. Like, I literally, like, I went into, yeah, Hunter, what's up, man? Um, is this going to work? Oh, hey, look at that. Um, yeah, dude, you're have on. You, how many times today have, we, have you cried? Just want to clear that up for everybody. Oh, this is my second. This is my second. Yeah, so this morning, By preparing, the way, and lying. now. So, no, you're right. I cried when I saw Ashley Cooper. Wait, I walked care? back there. You're right. I cried three times because I saw, I haven't seen Ashley Cooper's new baby and I just saw it and I literally That's started bawling my eyeballs out. So three times. So I lied already. Guys, I'm a human being. Please know I am flawed and failed and so is Moses, but God still used him. So here's the deal. Thanks, Hunter, for clearing that up. Guys, this hope, um, I think so often we we look to, like, man, I hope life is going to be better. I hope my circumstance is going to be better. I hope and I long for, this is hope, by the way. I think it's hope in ASL. Hope is also the same as expectation. It's the same word in ASL. And we have an expectation, man, my circumstance is going to change in the future. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I honestly thought I knew what deferred was my whole life. I just looked it up and researched it and went into it. This was in Proverbs. So I looked into the Greek of this word on Bible Hub. And deferred is simply like a, a one that just keeps moving back. It's, it's pushed back. It's constantly, you're never reaching it. It's deferred. It never, like it's an unattainable hope. And a hope like that is going to make you sick because you're always chasing and you're never going to get to it. Well, guys, I'm telling you today that hope of Jesus and the hope that Jesus brings isn't just for our future. It was done in the past. We were given a living hope that isn't for the future only, but it's for today. It's not by circumstance. It's not a hope that says, well, tomorrow I'm going to feel better. Tomorrow my, my daughter's going to hear better. Tomorrow I'm going to do that. It has nothing to do about circumstance. There's a far greater hope that is given to us, a living hope from Jesus Christ that will carry on. And so we, we need, I, I have been, the reason like this is so real to me is because I realize that every single day I wake up and I try. One, I ask Jesus, I, I'm kind of, not that this is, I'm not encouraging this. My wife literally is like, Peter, be careful how you say that. Um, but truthfully, like, guys, I, I've been waking up and I'm kind of like, I'm done asking God for my petty requests. Not that they're petty and I know God cares. It's that this is, oh, I could go forever. Okay, God is eternal, guys. God is outside of time. When Jesus died for you on the cross, I'm referring to it as look into the past. 
a, a living hope that happened when Jesus died on the cross for you to give you a hope and expectation for your future. But here's the deal. Jesus is outside of time. Do you, if God is outside of time, when did God die on the cross for you? Tonight? Tomorrow? If you know that Jesus Christ didn't just die 2,000 years ago, but he's going to choose you to die for tomorrow, does that make it a little more emotional? Make you feel a little more? A little more excitement? It's not about this past ancient archaic thing. It's about tomorrow. We believe through faith, through hearing from God, that tomorrow Jesus is going to die for us. And guess what scripture says? Before the foundations of the earth were set, Jesus said, I'm going to become Barabbas so that they can be seen as Jesus. It says in scripture, which I don't have, it says that he became sin. Guys, he didn't just die on the cross. You know who else did? Peter died on the cross, upside down. It wasn't that the pain of the cross was so much more to bear than the people right now that are getting tortured and getting fingernails pulled out. Or worse, I can almost guarantee you that in this world, someone has died maybe a more physically painful death than Jesus did. And that's a lot to say. You guys, in fact, I'm not, I'm not stating that. But what I'm saying is no one has endured. If that's all you think Jesus did to you, then you are mild. You are putting Jesus under inside of this tiny little box because Jesus didn't just die for you. Jesus became your sin. You're cheating. You're lying. Jesus never said a negative word to anyone. Jesus, 1 Corinthians 13, patient, kindness, all the whole list which I could go into and I want tattooed on my hand. I don't have a single tattoo. That is what I want. I want the list one. of love. And guys, Jesus fulfilled that. It says he was the perfect spotless lamb of God. He was literally 100% sinless. He did everything in faith because faith, anything done without faith, the sin says in the scripture. So Jesus lived his life fully in faith. If I live my life 100% to love, 100% selfishly, for, selflessly for any single one of you, would you tag on your... I'm like age appropriateness. Uh, would you tag on your deceit on me? Would you say, you know what? I lied, I cheated, I did wrong, and Peter never has, but you know what? Peter's gonna take it. Jesus asks us to, to give us his sin, the shame. He asks us to put that all on him. Guys, he became Every bad thing you've ever done, when you accept as him as God, as Lord and Savior of your life, he literally takes on every poisonous thing you've ever done, and he became it. And you know what it says in scriptures and Romans? It says that by doing that, he was able to make you, what? The righteousness of God. We became the righteousness, the perfection, the greatness of God is in us when we can put this on Jesus. That's insane. So guys, when you look to the future and you say, I, I'm, I, I'm trying to find hope and I'm failed. I'm trying to find hope in this and I failed. And I'm trying to find hope in this and I failed. Guys, I'm telling you right now, my hope recently, and I fail. I fail all the time, guys. I'm not saying I'm perfect either. True. But when I find, 
I, I yelled, I screamed at a group of youth. Like this, you are now. Like right now, like literally. No, like angry scream, like literally the opposite of like easily angered. I was so angered at a group of youth and I screamed at them and I went to the, and I sinned. Guys, I know I'm, a, I'm messed up. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but every time I do, I know there's someone that's gonna take it for me. What gives me hope is that I know, no matter what I do, that there's someone that's gonna do that and take that for me so that I can be the righteousness of God, that I can be chosen. I can be adopted as the son of God. You guys are adopted. It says, I'm like, I don't even know notes. Okay. Um, let's see. This is gonna be so hard for me to do, follow my notes. He never follows his notes, it's so true. this is pretty typical. This is why I need people to interrupt me, because then they think that I'm just going, but really I just don't want to follow my notes. Um, oh, guys, it's just so amazing. Oh, sorry. oh yeah, yes, this is what I'm talking about. I just wanted to put it in numbers, like before Jesus died on the cross, we slaughtered animals for our sins in honor of him, like to, those animals took our sin as a sacrifice to him. And when he died on the cross, we stopped killing those animals. So let's say on average, we kill one animal every single day for the past 2000 years. And that's only one animal, not, not every single sin that we have, but only one every single day for 2000 years since Jesus died is 730,000 animals. And that's only one person. <laughs> and he took it for everyone. Even if they, it literally says he died and he loved those when we were still in sin. You know who was in sin? Hitler. He took all of Hitler's sin and became it. Holy cow. Like that's insane. So all the, the idea, the concept of what he did gives us, gives me, gave me this ability to literally be like, oh my gosh, I need to look back at this and find this. I really wish I could find the verse that I wanted to read about this. Um, I don't know. Let's just jump into a different verse then. Guys, Revelation 21, 1 through 4. If you guys have any questions, because you're like, wow, Peter is so, I, I wasn't able to follow him. He's all over the place. My number is 719-433-3216. And I'm dead serious. Let me know. And I'd love to talk he to you. He won't respond to your text, so That's call also true. <laughs> I am notoriously bad for responding, but I literally just gave the whole world my number because guess what? I'm not confident to talk about Jesus with any single one of you guys. So if you're confused, come to me. Revelation 21, 1 through 4. Then I saw a new heaven and new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city a new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and, he will be his, and, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear, especially Peter's, from their eyes. And there will be no more death. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. All these things will be gone forever. That is possible only, only because of the good news and the gospel of Jesus Christ. That can only be done 
Jesus on the Sermon of the Mount, the, one of the last things he said, which is funny because everyone thinks Paul said these because Paul said this a lot in all of his later writings, but he literally says, unless your righteousness, this is Jesus Christ, unless your righteousness exceeds the, Sadduc the Pharisees and the Sadducees, which they were the most righteous, they fulfilled the law to the best. Jesus says, unless that happens, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. At the end of the Sermon on the Parallel Mount, Jesus says, you don't stand a chance. None of you. The most righteous among you. The most integrity in this room. The greatest. The best well put together speaker. You are a, your righteousness is a filthy rags. Now, I want all of you to join me in heaven. I want all of you to be able to experience God coming and living among you. And so I... The perfect spotless lamb, Jesus Christ, I'm going to become all of your evil. And then, guys, the hope, where it doesn't end with that. It doesn't end with a death. What happens? He kicks the devil in the teeth, and he says, your biggest bazooka weapon, your best weapon against me, the weapon that you had to separate me from my people in the garden when they chose you was this sin, was this shame, was this guilt. And guess what? I became it and then I just used it as a weapon against you. Now even your sin points you to Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Like, that's amazing. So guys, hope circumstantially. This is, I, I, again, my notes, this is gonna be so hard to follow. What happens with this practically, um, I think I, get, I struggle so much, I was just talking to someone about giving practicality behind this. People come to me like, Peter, well then how do I get this? Give me three steps to follow. I wanna do this, like tell me what to do. And guys, I, I, I've, been, I've been struggling. I really, I do struggle trying to figure out the practicality behind finding this. Aside from it seems like when I'm in the darkest, when I'm weakest, he's there. He literally, asked Dan to me, I, Dan said I was over in church. This was right after I found out about Izzy and we were praying as a staff. We were praying as a staff and Dan, Dan said something and, and I was in this emotional, just working through the deafness of my daughter and this, this uniqueness that literally changed our entire life and emotionally doing this, Dan said something, it wasn't even, it was wrong, it was biblical, it was right, and it literally had enough for me to storm out. I, like, I was like, screw you all, sorry, I probably can't say that on stage, but I, said, I basically said that, and I busted through the door, and I went in my car and cried for five hours. I know hopelessness! So how did you find something different? Jesus. People come to me. I, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've gone to churches my whole life. I've done this my whole life. And one of the things I hear the most about people that go from different church to different church to different church is, well, the last pastor didn't feed me any meat. It was all, all the fluff. It wasn't enough because the pastor just talked about the gospel and Jesus. He didn't go into Ecclesiastes. He didn't go into, into the theology and the deep, the intricacies of apologetics and all this stuff. I'm here to tell you, if it's not the gospel, if it's not Jesus, then it is not the meat. Jesus is the meat. 
Jesus is the steak for your meal. If you want the apologetics, you want the theology, you want to go through Ecclesiastes, which is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible and books in the Bible, good, that's amazing, but that's the dessert. And if that dessert isn't pointing you to Jesus, then that dessert is killing you. Everything in scripture points to Jesus Christ. And if I, I told the youth a year ago, if I ever preach a message that isn't about Jesus, isn't about the gospel, isn't about the good news of him taking on our sin so that we can live in the fullness of who God has called us to be, to be in the righteousness of him, I said to raise their hand and literally tell me to walk out of the youth room door. And that's through Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Amen. He is enough. He's it. He's everything. And so, so here's the deal. This is, I, don't, I know I'm going so many different directions. I'm scared of my brain, guys. I'm scared of like when I do this and what it connects to, that some of you guys are like, what the heck is he even saying right now? Like, I'm terrified. I told, I think DJ and Dan, I was like, I, the connect, the logic. Guys, I'm a programmer. I love to, I like, I code. I do web development. I love logic. Excel, I could live in Excel. I could write 40 nested formulas to logically figure out stuff. And I'm scared that people are like, whoa, dude, what the heck? Yeah, Hunter, what's up, bro? Yeah, uh, just an FYI, uh, however far you've gotten, you only got about five minutes left. <laughs> Because I know you haven't been paying attention to the clock. All right, guys. Meanwhile, he's trimming his notes down. Yeah, that's good. Hey, that's Peter, good. you can have as long as you want, bro. <laughs> 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 All right, you guys got to get comfortable. He's taking my job. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll try, to, I'll try to keep you in four minutes. No way. Okay, okay. Guys, this was, this was ultimately the message that I tried to bring to the youth and just tried to deliver, and I hope I did a good job to them a few weeks ago delivering this message of hope. Here's the practical side that I think that I, I today, even alone, like I feel like God spoke so much to me, and, and this is it. In 1 Corinthians 13, um, at the end, it says, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. DJ always makes fun of me because all I want to talk about is love. I literally love love. I love love so much. And here's the deal. As I study love, as I look into love, it has, it has nothing to do with your feelings. Love has nothing to do with you feeling a certain way. It is literally love is all about the other person. It's 100% sacrifice. It literally is, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the other person. So here's the deal. I've been trying to figure out what's given me hope. What's given me hope when I'm, I'm trying my hardest to speak to my deaf daughter and I have no idea how to. When I'm trying to learn a new language, when I've sung to her to bed for a year and a half, I've sung her a song and she's never heard it. How do I have hope right now? What is filling me with hope? And we go around and we say we've lost hope. I've lost hope. I know so many of you guys here and here have lost hope. I have lost hope. This is the boldest statement. I've been so scared to say this. Faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Please, if you feel guilt or shame from these words, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to give you encouragement in life. 
But if you've lost hope, you've lost sight of love. If you've lost hope and you feel like there's no hope, then you're focusing on your current situation. It says, Paul writes, in my present, in our present suffering, they were being murdered for being Christians, for preaching Jesus Christ. They were being murdered. They were losing their kids, their wives, their spouses, their grandparents. And he said, nothing in this present suffering compares to the glory that's revealed in us through Jesus Christ. When you accept Jesus into your heart, if you don't think that's a big deal, then you've lost sight of the gospel because you want Ecclesiastes. I could read the gospel over and over. There's an eight minute long message about Barabbas, which they make fun of me about all the time. Guys, this eight-minute-long message, I swear on my Spotify, I've listened to it more than any song. Hundreds of times. Hundreds of times I've listened to this message. And it is all about Jesus taking it for us. (laughs) And it's the only thing, the only thing that has given me hope for today. Faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. Our faith, which is hearing from God, when God speaks to us and he puts, he talks to us, however that's done, when he puts that faith, that faith says, Jesus Christ, the perfect lamb of God, became your sin, and now your identity is perfect. And that love, it starts with love. It starts with the greatest act of amazing, perfect love. A selfless love that said, I don't need to do this for any of you, and I will become your dirt so that you can experience living with God. And that love through faith gives us hope that doesn't, that doesn't fall short. A hope beyond anything we know. I know you guys, I know so many faces in this room and I know people are struggling right now. I know there's emotional trauma. I know there's pain and there's suffering. There's mental, there's illness, there's sickness, there's cancer, there's crying, there's weeping. There's parents being lost, there's COVID. I get that. But if all you think is you've lost hope, you've lost love. Hope is the fruit. Hope is, you think you've lost hope? Or if you're, if you're living in hopelessness, then I would go so far to say with no guilt that you don't look at what Jesus did for you. And I'm not saying that's easy. I'm not saying I live flawlessly and perfectly through that. I literally last week went into my garage because I can't parent my daughters and I'm trying to figure out and I'm yelling and I'm scraping at my head. Just God help me. God. I know the hope that you have and I'm still suffering. I know it's hard. But the only thing that gives me hope is the past and that past is Jesus Christ. Guys, the practical side of this 
is the biggest and coolest thing. The practical side of it, let me read this. God showed us, this is 1 John 4, 9 through 12. Oh my gosh, guys, thank you for bearing with me. God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into this world so that, they might, so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. What's the practical side here? If love is the connection to hope through faith, through faith, how do I give Andrew DeMay hope? No one has seen God. But if we love each other, God's lives, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Hope comes from us to each other. Not from our own strength, because we can't love without God. But if God is what's in us, and we're full of God, and we feel so, so hopeless and broken and don't have a way out because this world isn't easy, I, I would go so far to say, if you could, if you could try and ask God to have you do what's one of the list, be patient, kind, to step out and to show someone love, that love that is inside of you because of the Spirit will give you hope and remembrance of what Jesus did. It's Jesus. So, so it's this idea, we're going to go into worship, and I'm, I feel like five minutes, that's not bad. Okay, I feel like... <laughs> Guys, as we go into worship, here's the thing. Dan DeMay told me this. Um, I was struck. This was before Izzy. This was before everything. And I was, I was struggling, trying to figure stuff out. And Dan said, um, try to be thankful. Try to, try to be thankful right now. Even though you're struggling, even though there's a lot, even though there's pain. And it seems odd. Why would I be thankful to gain? Isn't thankfulness to put out? To worship and to praise has nothing to do with you. It has to do with Jesus. It has to do with putting out. To be thankful for God that I'm even breathing here today has to do with giving. Why is Dan saying I should be thankful to receive? And here's the deal. I realized that the more that I seem to let Jesus take over who I am and be that to someone else, I get filled up so much more than I could have imagined. When someone is kind to you, when someone shows you love, that is amazing. But I'm telling you, if you show someone else love, it is, you're like, like, I got this. Like, that was so filling. Yeah, Andrew. Oh, my bad. I'm coming. No. 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 <laughs> it's just so cool, too, because, like, Jesus preached the whole time, like, the kingdom is backwards. Like, everything mm. is backwards. The first or last, you know, so... 
everything that you just said about God has put this great love in us, but the only way to get access to it yourself is to give it away. Like how mind blowing, you know, it's just so backwards, but it matches everything that Jesus said. That is so good. So Peter actually told me something when we were talking about becoming an adult leader and graduating from the youth group. He said that you don't need to worry about you because I got you. You worry about the sixth graders. You worry about the students because I got you. And I think that's exactly what Jesus does. So good. He didn't tell me that. (laughs) Hunter, I'm sorry, man. Oh, man. Guys, I, I, I prayed so much this week, not, not, just for, not just for God to, to be able to communicate, but guys, I've prayed so much for you guys because I know, I know, again, I am, this message can come as if I'm saying, choose hope, choose joy, choose peace, and if you're not, you're doing something wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm not putting in more guilt because you're in a tough place. I'm not, I swear to you, if the enemy is taking my words and saying, well, Peter said that if I've got Jesus in me, then I need to be loved, and if I'm loved, then I've got hope through faith, I, I am not saying it's, it's that. I get that there, is, there are levels, there are pain, there are things that you can be going through. All I'm saying is I believe this is how we can experience hope. And honestly, if you're not feeling hopeless and you're feeling great, guys, I I tell this to my students all the time, go tell someone how great they are. There's nothing, literally, there's, when you get encouraged by someone, like, it can change your entire day. There are people in this room that probably feel a little hopeless right now, and you have no idea. There are people in this room might might even be contemplating whether or not they should be alive. And you don't know. So what I would encourage you to do is try, just seek God. God, without God's love, we can't love. It says that in 1 John. So seek God and say, God, fill me with your love so that the one person in this room that might need someone to say, your freckles are the coolest thing I've ever seen. And literally my wife talks about how cute your freckles and smile are. Like guys, it can change someone. Kimmy Moon, Kimmy Moon, are you in here? Because I know you were, listen, you, there was a message Dan taught. Oh, I'm so bad on time. I'm sorry. There was a message that Dan taught probably the first year of Shine. And he said, you know what? Like, let's do an encouragement thing. It was all encouragement. And he said, if you want to encourage someone, stand up. And Kimmy Moon was sitting over here and she stood up and she said, I just, and I, I, it's hard to take compliments for me. It's really hard. But she stood up and said, Peter Gertis is like, when he, when I talk to him, he makes me feel like, I'm the only, like, I'm special. I'm the only one. And I'm telling you that was two and a half years ago. And that encouragement, the tiniest, tiniest little bit of something has literally given me life. We have no idea. It says in scripture, our tongues have the power to speak life and death. Why choose death? If you knew that someone, like, I'm like, Andrew DeMade, sorry to use you. If you knew Andrew DeMay was struggling and wanted to take his life, you, I, it would be so awful of any of you in here to not want to go encourage that man. You would never speak a negative word to him right then. Even if you were struggling, you'd be like, 
dude, your life means something. Don't do it. Why do we flippantly throw our tongues around? I told Andrew DeMay this weekend, we hung out till 2 a.m. the other day, and I literally said, I hate driving. And here's why I hate driving. Because when you're driving, you are not seen as a human being. You're seen as a vehicle. People don't see you driving or cutting them off or doing anything and think that person is the word. They literally just hate you because you're a vehicle. And if they knew, and you've done this because you guys talk about your own road rage and how, oh, I have road rage. I'm a Christian here, but then I drive and I get so mad. Here's the deal. That's because you're thinking of them as a car. If you thought of them as this beautiful Levi Ennis, if you said, uh, Levi Ennis is driving that car and I need to show him love, I, would, I wouldn't care what he did. And I think that we need to stop viewing people as just our little targets to speak death into. And if we just for one second said, God, fill me up so when I'm frustrated with this person, instead of speaking death, I can speak life. And if you want to know what that is, read 1 Corinthians 13. We can speak with tongues of men and of angels, but if it's done without love, it's a resounding gong. That's a pretty good clap, but a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. It has to be done in love. It has to be genuine. It has to be sincere. Kimmy, if it's done just because you're like, nah, I got to get my Phil in for the day, it's not going to do anything. Be love so that we can be a family of love and people will see this. How will they know we are Christians? For each other. We don't even love each other. Guys, let's change this. At Shine Church, if this is the only room that changes, let's change this. These youth mean so much to me. You guys have no idea. I, would, I love these people. I would do anything for them. And, and I just want us to be that. I want all of us, all of us. I know your faces. I know so many of you. And I know your hearts. And I just think if one second you'd be like, dude, Nehemiah, nice shoes, bro. That does a lot. It's so amazing the hope that that can bring. We need to stop thinking of the three steps to getting to hope and start thinking of Jesus Christ because his love is going to give us a genuine, actual hope that Jesus is going to be coming back and living among us. Every tear, every sorrow, every emotional trauma, everything going on in our bodies, everything. His God is wiping that away with what he did for us. And it isn't, it isn't this fluffy little thing in the future. It already happened. We've already been adopted. If we accept Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior, we say, you know what? This is hard for me to do because I'm a pretty junky person, but here you go, Jesus. You have my sin. Like, and now that's gonna change me. It's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. Okay, I gotta close up. Okay, the last one, living hope, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Colossians 3, actually, worship team, if you wanna come up. That'll really put the pressure on me. Oh my gosh, worship team, do you guys wanna come up here? Okay. Olivia Lair, because just Olivia Lair. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It's Colossians. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in our hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. How many of you have done that over COVID? Facebook? 
anyone on Facebook? Because I haven't seen like a positive thing on Facebook in forever. <laughs> Anyways, um, and always, this is crazy, and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all our richness fill our lives. You can't fill it up by trying harder. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Also, I looked up this word in, in Hebrew. So teach and counsel. Um, the word counsel is all, it could be counsel. It could also be almost like a rebuke, but it can also be an encouragement. And I actually, as I was reading this, I was like, I, I feel like, and I could be wrong for all you theologians, like DJ's like the Bible genius of the world. Oh my gosh, that guy's like, his brain is so much bigger when it comes to the Bible than anyone I know. The idea of that word being more about encouragement, like it fits here. Teach and encourage each other with all the wisdom he gives and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with a thankful heart. And whatever you do or whatever you say, do it as a representation of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We can't even praise, we can't even, sorry, Emma, I just spit all over you, oh my gosh. Um, we can't even praise God without Jesus flowing through us. Guys, I'm telling you right now, if you do not know who Jesus Christ is, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, you can, I, I would say raise your hand, but I'll do you one better, 719-433-3216, and I would love to have coffee with you, even though I'm a youth pastor, and guys, I want it's about Jesus. I, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't understand that, I, and I know there's so many, and I might get so many texts and calls that I have to be like, DJ, Dan, Kim, come on, Rob, Amy, I need help. There's so many coming in. But here's the deal. I know all of us want you to know who Jesus is so that you guys can have this hope. And if it starts with my text, text me. Now, guys, yeah, Nehemiah. Nehemiah, bro, you're all, I thought we were friends, bro. Come on, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll answer a phone call maybe sometimes. I think my mom's watching. I feel like I like, never call my mom. So that's, I don't know, that's a little rough. Guys, I'm so sorry we went late. We do have a barbecue after worship, but here's the thing. As we go into worship, guys, I, I was like, they asked me if I wanted to switch up one thing, and the one thing I said is, I won't worship afterwards. I won't worship afterwards because I don't want you guys just sitting in here, just spewing out pointless words. Guys, worship is, worship is literally without it, like without praising God with a thankful heart. Like this is one way that we can get filled up. And when we get filled up, we can bring people that we love in our life so much hope because God brings that hope. So when you worship God, do it with such thankful hearts. I love you guys so much. Thank you for letting me speak. I went way over. Dan, you're going to have to figure out the clock thing tomorrow. All right. I love you guys. Worship God.